Cheryl, and I would like to welcome you to the Raising Godly Women podcast. I know, why another podcast? Well, Raising Godly Women is about empowering a generation of women to empower the generation behind them. But what exactly does empowerment look like? Our goal is to help you become stronger, to help you become more confident in your everyday life, especially as it relates to your relationship with the Lord. As daughters of God, I'm sure you've heard about the Proverbs 31 woman. And many of us, including me, we strive to be her. But what about the Titus 2 woman? She's that woman who shares what she's learned on her journey. She freely shares the tools God has given her with other women, especially those who are younger, maybe in age or maybe even in faith, to help them also become stronger and more confident. The Titus 2 woman, she's what Raising Godly Women is all about. Our goal is to share some of our tools with you in the hopes that whatever God does for you here, that you will freely share it with someone else. So again, welcome to Raising Godly Women. We sure hope you enjoy your journey with us. In opening up today's part of our journey of Raising Godly Women, I want to welcome back Cara. If you missed it, Cara actually did a bonus episode for us early last month. So I do encourage you to go and listen because she shared her testimony of how God had recently moved in her life. And it was a blessing to me, so I hope it will also bless you as well. Before we get into today's interview, I would like for us to share our takeaways from the last episode on Thorny Teresa. So welcome, Cara. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. Was there anything specific from from Thorny Teresa that stood out to you? Honestly, every time listening to that episode, I said, no, you cannot be okay with just being Teresa because she's never going to have true rest in her life until she accepts all that God has for her. That's a really good point. Yeah. When the Bible says you're whole, complete, and lacking nothing, all that extra work Teresa had to do, it took away her wholeness, her feeling complete because she would always be working towards something that wasn't in God's will. And that was like, all right, don't settle on Teresa. She might look good on the outside, but don't settle on Teresa. All right now, Mm -hmm. that's a whole different perspective. Mm -hmm. I love it. And that's what I like about these interviews because they do bring out things that I didn't think about, other people I've talked to haven't thought about. So I really like that. So thank you. That's really good. No, thank you for having it because it was an eye opener for me. So thank you. A spirit, a heart opener, rather. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Because one of my takeaways was the whole generational Mm -hmm. impact that happens with Teresa. Because Teresa is that one that doesn't have rest. Right. She's working. She's striving. And unfortunately, when we're in that place and we have children, we actually pass a part of that onto our children. So that whole piece that Charnay and Allie shared about the generational impact of our soil when we are Teresa was very eye-opening for me because I had never thought about that before. And then the other thing that really stood out to me goes to Teresa not being able to rest because she has her hands in so many different things and has so many different projects and she's working so hard to strive for what she wants that she doesn't get a chance to rest. So those 
were my two main takeaways from that. Well, let's get into the questions. Cara, we've known each other for a long time. We certainly And I've been have. mentoring you for a minute now. So what has been your experience with the parable of the sower and the seed before you came into this podcast journey? The parable of the sower and the seed was understanding that the sower was the one doing the work and the seed wasn't working. I thought the seed only grew based on the work of the sower. Okay. And I learned throughout time that the seed is what God's planted in you. I always looked at it visually just as a sower and a seed, but I thought that the seed was dependent on the sower when it's really interchangeable. Yes. I get that. You were looking at the work that you had to do to make the seed produce fruit. Yes. Got you. I always looked at myself as the sower and I didn't look at anything positive from the seed unless me as the sower did something. So if I watered it, then there's potential for the seed. But I didn't think there was any value to the seed without sowing. Okay, that makes sense. So now that you've been a part of this journey, you've heard of all these names of these different women, and you've listened to all these podcasts as you've edited all of them, what have you learned from them being named? Has that benefited you at all? These names have definitely helped. I found myself in each of these women and listening to the in-depth of you and your other guests throughout the different episodes. The perspective for myself has also related and been open because looking at Teresa, looking at Raquel and Gabrielle, I'm like, where do I fall? And if we had a spectrum from Monday through Friday, my work week, I'm falling in between each of these women sometimes. And I'm just better understanding to give myself grace because if I'm this woman for a day or in a moment, it's not, it's over and God's given up on me and I have to die as Wendy or I have to suffer as Rocky. I can always transition to become Gabrielle. Yes, that's an excellent point. And I think it was in the Gigi episode when we talked about one of the benefits of understanding the different soils is recognizing you can be any of these soils, any of these women at any given moment. Yeah, It really just does depend on where did the specific word you heard about the specific circumstance that you are in fall in the soil of your heart. So in a five minute period, depending on what you're experiencing, you could experience all of these women at one time. I was thinking that once you hit Gabrielle, that's it, you're done. No mm -hmm. more going back to Teresa, no more interchanging, no need to visit Wendy or anybody else because you was there, mm -hmm. you've grown. And so there would be no positive outcome if you were to fall back into your old way. But I think even if you don't intentionally, consciously know that you're falling back. It didn't take a day for you to learn how to walk. It didn't take a day for you to mature into Gabrielle. So to be Gabrielle majority of your life, being able to evolve and grow, that wisdom from Gabrielle won't leave you if you just so happen to slip up by your flesh or by old feelings or by old habits and go visit Rocky. It's not like you're subjected to staying into any of the broken places or spaces. Because for my years of knowing you, I've been familiar about these women, but immediately once I found who the good one was, I overlooked all the other three. Gotcha. I focused on being Gabrielle all day, all night. And then years came 
And there was pieces of Gabrielle still growing in me while dealing with Teresa. She's not perfect, but she's the best. She's the best outcome that you could have here in this life journey. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. As long as we're on this side of eternity, Gabrielle is as good as it gets. Yeah. But even Gabrielle still has to continue to grow. She still has to continue to mature. And I remember when my father passed away, one of the things on his death certificate was failure to thrive. So even as Gabrielle fails to thrive, she can find herself in some dead spots, in some dead zones in her life. So she still has to tend to the soil of her heart with the understanding that she still has to understand the word. She still has to believe God's word, either to receive the promise that he's spoken or obey the command that he's given. She still has to hold on to the word no matter what she's faced with so that she can thrive. She still has to practice her daily bread and intake prayer and give God her whole heart in the hardest situations because it's still going to happen. She has a lot to still deal with just as all the other women, but it's just in her growth, her wisdom, her maturity, her relationship of who God is to her. She knows how to apply those things. People are trying to survive Mm -hmm. and it's almost the new standard just to survive. And I've never wanted to settle on wanting to survive. And when I thought about Teresa and even here in the last episode only reason why a part of me was like well I mean Teresa ain't that bad (laughs) is because her intention may be well in wanting just to survive but when you look at it there's more to life than surviving you're supposed to thrive you do yourself a disservice when you don't give God your all and you just say God this is just too much work so I'm gonna chill right here I'm gonna stay still with Teresa and the truth is you're supposed to thrive No matter how hard life gets, you're meant to thrive. Don't allow the obstacles, your circumstance, your situation convince you, well, this is all that I can do and be, period. One of the things that we talked about with Teresa was that she gets faith weary. And if you think about Rocky Raquel, she's not going to necessarily get faith weary because she's not really trying to follow God in that same level of obedience that Teresa is trying to follow God. So when she reads the word, yeah, it sounds good, it sounds great, but then she goes out and that word is tested in her life and she like, oh yeah, that sounded good in church, but no, I'm good. I'm not going to try to do that. Or she'll hear a promise of God. And when it comes to whether or not she believes it enough for that promise to manifest in her life, She has that disconnect. So going backwards from Gabrielle, Gabrielle is going to say, okay, this is what God said. I'm going to stand on this word, no matter what. Teresa is going to say, this is what God said. I'm going to believe this. I'm going to obey this. I'm going to walk this thing out. But if it doesn't happen in her timing, Teresa eventually gives up because it becomes too much. And like we said, she starts with, I'm tired. And when you get tired, you quit. Raquel is just going to (laughs) bounce. She's going to bounce from place to place, from thing to thing. And she's not ever really going to settle into what do I believe about God? What do I believe from his word? It may sound good to her, but it's not going to take root because she's not allowing it to penetrate her heart. She's not meditating on it. And when she does hear it and she does understand it, she doesn't want to obey it. So when you find yourself in a rocky moment where you're struggling with believing what God said applies to you, if it's in terms of a promise or if it's in terms of something he wants you to do, how do you recognize when you're in a rocky Raquel moment? 
when I'm in a Rocky Raquel moment, if I didn't have any plan of my own, I would go with God. But because I could come up with a plan on my own, I'm cool, God. We'll try next time. That's how I would be with Rocky. When it comes to Rocky Raquel, she needs to be selective. I immediately ask myself, are you going to settle? Because that's just the one non-negotiable. If you don't understand what God said, and if what God said isn't enough for you, what's your alternative? I'm going to select God because God at least guaranteed it. God gave me a promise that was guaranteed. Might be tomorrow, might be 23 years from now, but it's a guarantee. I had a project and this project, it was an honor to get. I got to work on this project and my mind, my heart was so fixed on one way of this project being validated is success. This project will only work out if it looks like my eyes are dotted and my T's are crossed. Well, when it was time to turn it in, although I was complimented on it, I was told I did a great job. I was so dissatisfied. I was talking to you and you clearly said, well, what if this was the way God promised it? What if this was God's promise? And this is how it looked. And this is all that he gave you. Could you be grateful? Could you be satisfied? In that moment, I wanted to be rocky. Like, never again will I ask God, nor will I expect. And I'll come up with my own plan. But Rocky did not survive much longer. It kept getting rockier at that point. You got to trust the dream from the creator who gave you the dream. Rocky wanted to do her own thing. Rocky wanted to do her own thing. Rocky said it had to look like this. And this is the only way it's going to be healthy or correct or ideal. If you want to be Rocky, just let you know you're going to wake up unsatisfied and you're going to go back to sleep unsatisfied all the time. If you want to be Rocky, you will have this. I'm hungry and I have a taste for and every time you eat it just didn't hit the spot your taste buds at this point are disappointed wow that's how i felt with rocky and it was like when are you going to know that you can thrive you don't have to keep surviving at this mediocre level of trying to get through it could end in a way that you could enjoy it and god's pleased with you because you actually did it his way and you can obey i had to really start listening and being intentional and selective about god's request of me or response to me because rocky needed to not waver teeter anymore i'm gonna submit i'm gonna surrender i'm gonna see it through and i'm gonna be satisfied when it's over because i don't really know how it's supposed to look when it's over Mm -hmm. but i just know i'm gonna feel good about making it what you said versus mm-hmm. me trying to force that what makes I want. a lot of sense. As I'm listening to you, that word selective, I started seeing how we can be very selective about what we choose to believe and what we choose to obey. But you said you choose to be selective to obey God. Because I said, I want this. He shows me and I don't want to do it. Once I don't want to do it, it really shouldn't have showed me at that point because... <laughs> I didn't want to do it anymore. And God is like, but are you going to actually listen? Or am I just talking to talk? Hmm. So you're going to obey me now? Another example. You set up a computer. They tell you, click the language. Then it says, next step. Click this. Before you even start, it usually says one out of five pages. So you know you're going to click next until you get to page five. And by the time you get to page five, it's complete. You set up the computer. It's finished. First you got the voice, then you got the avatar. Now you're done. When God walks us through our life with rocky promises and work that it takes to get that promise complete, we have to see what he gives us. So step one out of five, okay, God, I say yes to this. Step two out of five, I say yes to that. I'm like selecting yes or no. 
because you already did one and two and you want to get to five. You want to finish. You want to have the promise. It's not like, God, I said yes to one. Now get me to five. The closer you get to five, the deeper you see a lot of it starting to reveal. You have to select every step. It's not just select at one and then that completes the whole thing. You have to intentionally pick every time. I hear that it's a conscious choice each time you hear the word and you understand what it's saying to you because we'll talk about Wendy next with her lack of understanding. But Rocky understands what she's hearing or what she's reading. Mm -hmm. She understands it. So you hear the word in whatever shape it comes to you and you understand it. You have to purposefully choose to select I obey. You have to purposely choose to select. I believe that promise and I believe it applies to me. Because I've had people tell me, yes, I believe that's true because it's in the Bible, but I don't believe God will do it for me. Or yes, I believe that's true because it's in the Bible, but I don't think that applies to now. That's where Rocky will sit. She'll sit with the butt. She'll sit on page three and she's just sitting like she's not going to finish. Okay. Possibly. Because she's unconfident. She may be doubtful. She's questioning. God, I said yes at the beginning because I thought it was maybe a one and done. I didn't realize how deep we had to get into it. Now that I've said yes, I believed you for this little bit. And now I'm at three. She gets stuck. She gets stuck. She's in the middle of a seesaw. And she's just like, come on, what are you doing? And God's like, so you going to back up? You going back to two? You going to forget the promise as a whole? Or you want to see it through scared, nervous? But God is the best option, so I can't settle. I'm going to have to keep going to five and just see where five gets me. Might get me better than where I started. It might. And if you have to start the process over, you at least have more information now than you did last time. That is the work part that would be so frustrating to me. God, you're perfect. Why would I start over with you? But I think in Teresa, either Charnay or Allie said, sometimes you have to plant the seed over and over again. And that also applies to Rocky Raquel because she can hear the word. It can sound great. She can go out and either a trial will come her way that will cause her to fall. Temptation will come her way that will cause her to stumble or persecution mm-hmm. will come her way because of what she believes. You know, If we take it and we put them in terms of spiritual growth, we grow as humans, we grow spiritually. So Wendy would be that babe who comes into the kingdom of God. Rocky would be like that child who she can walk, she can talk, she can tell you what she needs. She can do some of what you say, but because she hasn't learned the discipline that she needs and she still needs a nap during the day. She's not fully mature in being able to handle her everyday life. And then you get to Teresa. She's more that teenager, young adult. She can do life. She has a little bit of wisdom. She's starting to grow up and mature. And then you get to Gigi, who's that full grown adult. In each one of those stages, there's a benefit to understanding where you are in that stage. When I'm in a rocky moment with something, my expectation of myself is not the same as my expectation of myself when I'm in a Gigi moment. When I'm talking to a Rocky, I'm going to try to meet her where she is. But if I'm with a Gigi, that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole level of connectivity. And by the way, I do feel like I need to mention those four, they, child, teenager, adult, came from my psychology book when I was going to Bible school. And the notes will share where you can find that information. I need to give the man credit for 
his work. But understanding where we are helps us not only to give ourselves some grace, Charnay said in one of the episodes, it also helps us give others grace. And that's the beauty of what I have taken away from having these women named because when they were just four soils, it was impersonal. And when it was impersonal, it was easy for me to judge. But as I learned to grow and to mature and to come out of that judgment of other people and where they are and my expectations of them, then he gave the names and now it just helps me to really be able to interact with other people in a much different way. In my rocky moments, I know what God said, but now I'm questioning him. God, did you really say, or does this really apply to me or I don't think I want to do that God because that's going to require too much her intention is pure and optimistic she just wants the best but at the same time she's not fully aware of what that takes yeah she just wants the thrill Mm -hmm. she means no harm Mm -hmm. she lives life and she sees a little bit of that reality and it's a shock to her Mm -hmm. so she may go back on I don't know if I want it that bad anymore because This has been more work than I was aware of. This was a little bit too much than what I think I can handle. She doesn't have much grace for herself at all. She's a little bit comfortable with, I failed too much, or I didn't forgive myself, or I've seen people around me fail, or I'm just... She's been judged. Yeah, she's been judged, which could be why she judges herself. She's not all that familiar with redemption. She doesn't know... God in that way yet. She doesn't feel confident enough to make the mistake and then make it again and make it again in order to become a better version of her. I know because I was her. That's a great point. That's the only way she thinks being bold is by getting it right. Sometimes you get it wrong to get it right. And that makes you bolder. That's your true courage. You see what it's like to be low after you tried, but then you also see yourself overcoming. And if it could just be a straight shot for her, That's the way she moves. So that's also why I say she's selective. She's not choosing to put herself in a tricky situation or a uncomfortable situation to where she has to depend on God or be interdependent on anything or anyone else outside of her. She's only able to focus on what's in her sphere, what she's familiar with. Rocky's not ready to be uncomfortable. Rocky's not ready to be uncomfortable. To be uncomfortable. Mm Mm-mm. The idea of everything that she wants is phenomenal. She's adventurous. She's fearless. Only to the degree of pain. Once she experienced some type of disappointment, hurt, frustration, or anything negative that she may have to overcome, she's like, oh, no, I'm good. We ain't got to go through that no more. And then she'll have a hard time understanding that's going to limit her dreaming. That's going to limit her ambitions. That's going to limit her drive. And her relationship with God. And her relationship with God. All those things came from God. But she's going to lose her ability to dream as big as God needs her to if she doesn't get ready to embrace the growth. Okay. So what would be your one pearl of wisdom that you would like to impart to someone who's in a Rocky Raquel season? My pearl of wisdom is don't condemn yourself if you find yourself being Rocky in this moment. Rocky Raquel is absolutely okay to be in for a season. Rocky is filled with potential and that potential is limited 
But Rocky doesn't stop. Rocky will continue to dream. And if you are a dreamer, embrace the process of the growth. Not to say you're going to be perfect at it, not say it's not going to hurt. And all the steps and intricacies of what growth is, isn't going to happen or apply to you. It certainly will. But embrace it because you'll be more than just a dreamer. You'll get to live out those dreams. Those dreams can be a reality. Usually when you overcome, you're on a better side of the dream than what you even was able to dream. When you're living the dream out is a whole different experience. If you experience it, Rocky, let that dream be a reality. Rocky is a big dreamer. You have me seeing the picture that we did for Rocky Raquel where she's standing in the water, her legs, you know, all kicked up mm-hmm. and she's just as carefree as life can be. But she's just got to make sure she gets herself grounded even in that dream and what God has given her that she is able to embrace the growth and able to embrace being uncomfortable sometimes in order to be able to take those next steps forward. Yes. Rocky is a ball of potential, but that potential is not meant to be just within her. That's all Rocky needs to know. She's even better once that potential breaks free from her. I like that. Like a little starburst. (laughs) More in the inside than what you see in the little square. So as we start to wind down, we have one more left. We do. In this series, which is Wendy. And Wendy is the one that she doesn't understand. As I shared back in Gigi, we chose to go from... Gigi backwards because Gigi is that whole puzzle. So we've placed the puzzle piece in for Teresa. Now we've placed the puzzle piece in for Raquel. So next episode, we get to place the puzzle piece in for Wendy. And I'm really excited. And you're building up your puzzle, mind you. Yes. You're breaking it down by showing how Gigi became Gigi in the conversation, but you're actually building up the puzzle visually. And that's what we want to do. We want to build up others. We've walked through all of these soils. We've been through all of these challenges and we still go through these challenges. It's the journey that we live, but it's a journey that can be enjoyed more when you recognize where you are in the journey. If I'm going from here to Publix up the street, I need to know what route I'm taking to get there. So if I'm going from Wendy to Gigi, I need to know what route do I need to take to get there. And that's what this has been. It's about building everybody up, also building us up because I know I'm learning. You said some things today. I was like, when I go back and listen, I'm going to have to take notes myself because Mm -hmm. it's different perspectives that help us all to grow and help us all to be generational women, empowering women. I always like to encourage everyone please study this parable for yourself. You can find it in Matthew 13, Mark chapter 4, and Luke chapter 8. Because how we see this, how the other women who have come on and interviewed see this, and how the person listening and studies this for themselves sees it may not be the same thing. God will speak to each person what he knows they need based on how he created them. Until next time, I would like to leave you with my pearl of wisdom. Belief is personal and it's twofold. When we hear the word, it's up to us to believe it enough to receive the promises of God and to believe it enough to obey the commands within. Now that's something to ponder. Thank you for listening to the Raising Godly Women podcast and taking this journey with us to be the tightest two women. 
We pray that the seeds of God's word shared today fell on great soil, and that soil is in your heart. Now we hope that through these pearls of wisdom that you have gained the tools to help you become stronger, to help you become more confident in your everyday life, most especially as it relates to your walk with the Lord. We also hope that you will share your tools with those who are younger in age or even maybe younger in faith to help them become stronger and confident as well so that they can help share with other women passing the baton to the generation behind them. Just imagine the ripple effect our sharing can have not only in our generation, but also the generations to come to build and strengthen the body of Christ as we all come together to empower each other. So until we meet again, feel free to join the Raising Godly Women community. Let's talk about your connection with this episode on social media in the comment section. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Raising Godly Women. Be sure to tag us because we love to have you connect and be a part of the family. And on that note, may the Lord hear from you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord shine his face towards you and give you peace. Shalom, daughters of God. Shalom.